Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Maxim Wheatley. Maxim Wheatley is the head of business and marketing at Merico. Maxim is an entrepreneur and startup executive who started and sold a consumer health device company and scaled several startups from five to 50 plus employees. Maxim has led and scaled remote teams for over seven years and is experienced in remote and distributed team building operations and leadership. Maxim is a graduate of Georgetown University, where he studied cognitive science and psychology. He is also a trained rescue diver and calls Southern California home. Well, good afternoon, Maxim. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. This is exciting. Uh, today, I, I really a whirlwind of uh, th- act, things and activities uh, going on, but I, I had, uh, I think, four podcasts today. So I'm I'm just totally stoked and excited. And uh, we save the best for last, as, as, as I would say, right? So um, joking aside here, you've got an amazing background and we're going to jump right into your questions here. So Maxim, let's talk about your career a little bit. Yeah, it was career in product development, marketing, it's your serial entrepreneur, which is exciting. And now the head of business and marketing at Merico. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Absolutely. No, I think I've certainly, it's safe to say, had an unorthodox career, but one that I'm really quite pleased with looking backwards. Um, Started my life um, at Georgetown University with the initial plan, actually, to go to medical school. I was studying neuroscience, and I'll connect this to where I am today in just a second. But, um, you know, I think really followed my intuition, you know, in terms of pursuing you know, the things that really interested me, regardless of, you know, whether it was prestigious, whether it was making money, um, the, the things that really stimulated my brain. And when I found intersections where that was with people that, you know, I aspired to be like, you know, people that were intelligent, people that were kind, people that had high integrity, I, I've really always just looked to stay at the intersection, you know, of, of those kind of core fundamentals. So I've I've had this exciting career where, you know, I diverted away from medical school after getting recruited to work for a seed stage venture capital firm, Um, really cut my teeth there in learning about entrepreneurship, got to work on a startup accelerator, uh, produced a documentary following those startups in that accelerator that ultimately led, you know, just by leading authentically and, and building relationships there to me starting a consumer electronics company in the health tech space with the founder of that venture firm. Him and I grew that from the two of us in his living room to 50 people at its peak um, before selling a controlling interest to Keurig Dr. Pepper. Um, Pursued all kinds of interesting things after that, um, but to keep it brief um, and connect it back to my education there, you know, this experience I built, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a startup operator, having a background in neuroscience, um, it ended up connecting me to where I am today, which is Merico. Um, and Merico, we, we essentially just build the world's best analytics to help people understand what happens in their code bases and what their engineering teams are up to. That touches on all kinds of interesting things and machine learning, uh, which I happen to have some experience and expertise on from my neuroscience days. So, you know, I think that's the core secret there. If there is one, um, you know, it's to it's to really kind of figure out what lights you up. You know, to focus on being with you know smart, high integrity people. And I think if you pursue all those things with real authenticity, you know, it puts you in really great places. I love that. And again, hearing your story, right? We can we can all look you up online, right? It's a digital world, but but hearing your story, we get to hear the inflections in your voice and. 
in in telling us the the parts that really have uh, you know got you so passionate about what you do and and why you followed um, the path you did. So I appreciate you sharing that, and this is so exciting that we get to share this out. So switching gears, Maxim, we you know we all had to make these sacrifices during this lockdown, um, and this thing's not over. Uh, I think. It, it might be over. It may not be, but hopefully this just becomes like the common cold. We hope someday, but what are your plans for business growth going forward? And will it be any different than during the initial lockdown? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question. You know, I think um, for us as a, as a business, we we've been kind of an unintended beneficiary of everyone going remote. You know, I think understanding what an engineering team does is challenging when you're under the same roof and it's 10 times harder when you're all in different places. So um, to that end, that that has helped us. I, th- I think what's changed and what is interesting is, you know, we we kind of began as a remote first company somewhat by accident. You know, I think it was this recognition that, you know, we're, we're trying to work at a startup tempo. We're trying to make rapid progress. We're trying to be efficient. And, and I think we just kind of realized that, you know, the commutes were unnecessary blockades to that. Um, so, so we really started plucking those away. So the pandemic hit and we were already kind of in that rhythm. You know, I think what has changed and what will change for us is, is that we've taken some experiments, right? We've been in this exciting growth trajectory where it was five people when I joined and we're about 75 today. And on that pathway, we've, we've looked to hire in all kinds of different regions, you know, exploring what does it look like to be a wildly distributed company? And, you know, what does it look like to be perhaps a more narrowly distributed company? You know, and I think what we found is despite how effective asynchronous collaboration can be, you know, there's always, you know, a necessity to connect in a synchronous manner. And that requires that you constrain your time zones a little bit better, um, which is exactly what we've done. So we've, we've started to kind of build teams, you know, around kind of a plus or minus three hour time zone boundary, um, depending on who's leading it. And I think that's starting to work really, really well. Um, means that you can meet synchronously uh, without disrupting anyone's schedules too much. Um, so that's certainly one thing that we're doing. You know, I think um, we we were just about to have a company retreat. Um, we were really excited to get some in-person FaceTime um, with employees, many of whom, you know, none of us have met in person. Uh, we had to put, you know, put the, the kind of postponement on that on account of the good old Omicron um, but we certainly hope to get together in June and we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. Um, but yeah, I think that's the key practical takeaway for us is we've learned, um, you know, the completely distributed teams perhaps work for some companies, but for us finding ways to configure them around time zones so that you can get some really good synchronous collaboration. Um, that's been a key takeaway for us as far as team building goes. That's great that you're sharing that because this uh, COVID thing is kind of just, you know, won't go away. Right. It keeps coming back. So um, I'm glad you're sharing this because a lot of people are struggling with this um, remote work, hybrid work and, and teams. And I think it is good to get some FaceTime when, when, when we can, obviously when we're in lockdown, we can't. So I appreciate you sharing all that. So Maxim, let's talk a little bit about tech. This is what the platform was built on and and what we talk about and we focus on, but maybe I could ask if you're leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your business. If not, maybe there's a cool tool or app you found useful you could share with us. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a a tech company. So so we spend a tremendous amount of time thinking about 
uh, the, the tech that we can leverage. Um, uh, you know, and I can point to a few interesting examples and perhaps for those more entrepreneurially minded in the audience, you know, share kind of a, an insight that I think is important from our journey. Um, so our, one of our core products, you know, we're really, you know, excited about, you know, as an open source um, solution to help developers really understand and visualize everything that's happening in their delivery cycle, right? So what does it actually look like and what are the core metrics along the way that go from, you know, a ticket being written to code being delivered and deployed? Like, where are those challenges? Where are those bottlenecks? You know, and we've experimented with this tech for a minute. Um, and I think we've made some mistakes in the past that we'd be happy to admit where we haven't prioritized our own core competence. Um, and I would say our core competence is the, the underlying tech that delivers that analysis. But certainly one part that isn't, you know, that competence is, is perhaps the visualization of that. And we've really gotten close with a technology that's beloved by many developers called Grafana, um, that has really given us this incredible capability to, you know, put together simple, practical, you know, effective visualizations of data um, and, and translate it into something that thousands of developers find really useful. And I, I think the lesson there for us is, you know, focus on what we're best at first and, you know, leverage tech, you know, and outsource it to tech where, where it makes sense. And that's, that's one really good example. Um, the other example I would give, you know, of productivity and, and kind of enablement applications, something that truly runs our business. Um, there's, there's a company many of you might be familiar with, you know, called ByteDance. They've famously made the mega app TikTok, but they make many, many, many other uh, applications. And one of those is a product called Lark, which I really describe as being like Slack in the future. Um, you know, it's this incredible productivity app that we use. And what makes it so exciting and what I'm very evangelical about is it has all of these built-in translation technologies, which we find incredible. Um, I have deep technical collaborations with some of our employees in India, in France, in China, in Brazil, um, some of whom don't speak any English, and I surely don't speak their language. And that completely seamless translation capability has allowed us to just do some magic things. Um, so I would I would really point to those two as you know two to celebrate. Grafana you know has given us so much capability to to double down on our strengths and deliver something that developers find exciting. Um, and Lark has given us this capability that I think is so exciting. You know to really kind of tear down the barriers for collaboration and you know it it eliminates that translation gap entirely. So I think that's very exciting. That's awesome. And thank you because we, uh, again, I'm learning every single day because I get to speak to some amazing people like yourself. So I appreciate the share on that. And our tech community here, our audience loves this stuff. So thanks. So Maxim, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in marketing or entrepreneurship? Absolutely. You know, I think I, I would offer a few few tidbits here that have at least worked for me, you know, and I think mileage may vary, right? It depends for everybody, but, you know, I think if I look back and try and reverse engineer where the successful inflection points have come for me, you know, it really boils down to a few core principles. You know, I think the first is, you know, authenticity is always key, right? I think whenever you're trying to look for an opportunity, whether, whether you're trying to accomplish something, what you're really doing is you're looking for a person. And I think universally people respond well to authenticity and they respond badly to inauthenticity. 
Um, so, so to that end, you know, I've always tried to be transparent, honest, the realist version of myself wherever I am. And that always seems to pay dividends. You know, I think the other point I would make, you know, to, to this kind of neuroscience anecdote I made early on is, you know, I think where you can create uniquely exciting value for yourself and others is to, to really look towards like, what are your unique, you know, skill sets, your unique experiences, your more unique and unorthodox background, you know, and look for some of the hidden ways that you might be able to apply that to the non-obvious things. You know, I think it's easy, right, for anyone with a, you know, accounting background to dive into accounting, but I, I think it's exciting to look at, you know, what does an accountant bring to the table in something that may not be so clear, you know, where are those kind of weird hidden connection points where you can have some epiphanies and, and bring a unique perspective to the conversation. So I, I would say to really kind of focus on those two things, you know, authenticity and, and, and hunting for the non-obvious opportunities to bring your own unique experiences to things that would benefit from them. You know, I think the, the more different you can be, the, the better off you are. One of my business heroes, Richard Branson, you know, has always made that point, right. To, you know, if you're trying to compete with people with the exact same rules that they're using, you're, you're unlikely to win. But if you get a little creative, a little unorthodox, maybe a little weird, you know, you can find some success at those junctures. So um, th- that's certainly the advice I would, I would share given my own experiences there. That's awesome. And you're right. It, it kind of ties into the big thing out there right now, you know, these buzzwords that come out, but like imposter syndrome, right? You mentioned being unique. And I think that's important. People get caught up about, you know, what they're going to think of me. And so people try to uh, put themselves in a mold that they don't even belong in. And I, that is just so helpful that you shared that today with us. So thank you. And Maxim, I just want to let you know, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. And for those listening, would love to hear from you and certainly welcome to connect anywhere you find me online. Bye for now. Bye.